thank you father for this day in jesus name we pray amen praise god hallelujah praise god god is good and all the time so last week, uh, last week I started talking to us about flourishing and, and I said to flourish means to grow and to develop and, and that is about thriving. And I also said that flourishing is about producing, it's about achieving success and that we need to be a people that produce and not, not consume. The laborer deserves his wages, however, and the farmer should reap and enjoy first of the harvest. But we must be a people that produce first before we consume. And, 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 and I said that we need to have an understanding that the key thing about flourishing is that we must be connected to Jesus because when we are connected to Jesus, when we abide in Jesus, then we will flourish in the time of famine in the dry times, in the hard times. This is where we see flourishing. It's easy to flourish when the conditions are good. It's, it's easy to pass the course when the exam is easy. It's when the exam is tight and hard and difficult. It's when things are not, are not simple, but you come out good that we can see that you're flourishing. And so I want us to, to remember those things as I begin to speak again today about a responsibility of flourishing. The responsibility of flourishing. The responsibility of flourishing is about an understanding which we will find from Matthew chapter 25. So I want you to go with me, we'll read Matthew chapter 25. It is a long passage, but I need to read, to read the passage. And I'll start off from verse 15. Can you all... Can you put verse 14 for me? Just put verse 14. And, and the Bible says here, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his servants and delivered his goods to them. And then I'm switching to the Amplified. So if you can switch to the Amplified. Verse 15, verse 15 is, says, and to one he gave five talents, probably about 5,000 euros or dollars. To another he gave two, so 2,000 euros, and to another he gave one, maybe 1,000 euros, to each in proportion to his own personal ability. Then he departed and left the country. Verse 16, he who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he gained five talents more. And likewise, he who had received the two talents, he also gained two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. He settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came and brought him five more, saying, Master, you entrusted me to five talents. See, here I have gained five more. His master said to him, Well done, you upright, honorable, admirable, and faithful servant. You have been faithful and trustworthy over a little. I will put you in charge of much. 
enter into the enter enter into and share the joy the delight the blessedness which your master enjoys and he also who had the two talents came forward saying master you entrusted me with two talents here i've gained two more his master said to him well done you upright honorable admirable and faithful servant you have been faithful and trustworthy over a little i will put you in charge of much enter into and share the joy the delight the blessedness which your master enjoys he who had received the one talent also came forward so i mean everybody's coming forward saying master i knew you to be a harsh and hard man reaping where you did not sow gathering where you had not winnowed the grain so i was afraid and i went and hid your talent in the ground here you have what is your own but his master answered you wicked and lazy and idle servant you wicked and lazy and idle servant did you indeed know that i reap where i have not sown and gather grain where i have not winnowed but his master answered him you wicked and lazy idle servant did you indeed know that i reap where i have not sown and gather grain where i have not winnowed then you should have invested my money with the bankers and at my coming i would have received what was my own with interest so take the talent away from him and give it to the one who has 10 talents for to everyone who has will more be given and he will be furnished richly so that he will have an abundance but from the one who does not have even what he does have will be taken away i pray that you will not lose what you have now but i need to tell you three things about the response perhaps four about the responsibility of flourishing three things about the responsibility of flourishing and then i'll tell you another bonus one Number 1 is whatever resources you have use them wisely. Use the resources you have wisely. Whatever resources you have use them wisely. You see in order to flourish you've got to start where you are. Did you hear what I said? In order to flourish you've got to start where you are. You've got to start with the things that you have. The master here, the Bible says, the master called his servants and he says he gave them accordingly. If you look at verse 15, he says to each in proportion to his own personal ability. There is a part about the personal ability, but there is a part about the master is understanding what are my servants or the people that I have around me? What is it that they are able to do? What is their capabilities? What is it that I can place into their hands according to what they already have? It's and and one is given 5 because he has the ability to deal with 5. Another is given 2 because he already has the ability to deal with 
And another is given one because the master sees he already has the ability to deal with. Use that which you have. Start with that which you have. You don't have to wait for somebody to give you something. You can start with that which you have. And when you are able to show that with that which I have, you know what? People will come and give you more. So the master says, I know I have servants. I can give to them more responsibility because they've been able to deal with the things they have. So you need to start with what you have. You need to work with what you have. Hallelujah. In order to flourish, you've got to look at yourself and say, I have one or two or three. And use that one or that two or that three. I told you last week from Genesis chapter 26 that Isaac soared in a time of famine, in a dry land. And how was he making sure that his crops and his, 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 his animals were having water to drink? The Bible says he was digging up the wells. He started with what he had. He had some land there and he says, I have some hands. I will dig up some wells and when I dug some wells, I will have water to feed my... Uh, you start with what you have. If he had only waited for it to rain, I am quite sure some of his animals would have died. But he started with that which he had. And use wisely that which you have. Use wisely that which you have. And, and here the Bible says of the servants, the servant who had received the talents, the five talents, the Bible says in verse 16, he went out at once. He went out at once. He did not procrastinate. He says, now I have something. I'm going to use it. You see, the master was not so much interested at the end of the day when he came back in, into how much did you get back for me? He was interested in the fact that what did you do with what I gave you? What did you do with the five? What did you do with the two? What did you do with the one? And what does he say to that wicked servant, the one who said, I just hid it in the ground. He says, you know, if you couldn't go out and trade, or if you couldn't go out and make me reap where I have not sown, you could have just gone and given it to the bankers than digging it in a hole. Some of us have got our talents, our abilities, our graces, and have just dug them into a hole. Why? Because we're sitting on them. You don't want people to know that you have the ability. You don't want people to know that you have the grace. You don't want people to, to see you out there. So you choose to stay back. Let me hide behind. Dig it into a hole. There's going to be a day when the master is going to come back and say, what did you do with that which I gave you? In order for us to flourish, we need to be able to see the resources that we have and use them. Many times we think that flourishing is about the resources that we shall get later. No, flourishing is about the resources that you have now. It's about using the things that you have now. Tell your neighbor, use what you have. It's about dealing with the stuff that's already in your hands. Can you make good use of the stuff that's already been put in front of you? How can I make the best of the situation that I have? Flourishing is about taking that which is already there so that you can produce. 
told you flourishing is about producing. It's how can I maximize that which I have? How can I produce with the things that I have? There is a concept I studied about bacteria and how they are able to adapt and to change their, their situation depending on the environmental changes that they face. And I was studying bacteria which are often exposed to very harsh chemicals and harsh compounds in the soil. And some of these bacteria are able to use stuff that is poisonous and toxic, things that would kill you if you were to, to ingest it, things that would just, just incapacitate you. Some of these bacteria have found ways to be able to use them. And, and the term that we used there was resilience. It's you're exposed to something that could kill you, but you turn it around and use it for your benefit. You are exposed to something that would have eliminated you. But instead of being eliminated, you turn it around and you use it to your benefit and you begin to grow. Amen. You begin to produce. And you know what? When we started to see how these bacteria were, were working like this, we started to say, well, let's take them and put them even into more of this compound in the soil so that the, the more they grow, the more they use these terrible compounds in our soil and the soil becomes cleaner. So we begin to exploit their ability to grow in tough times, to grow in tough situations. We begin to exploit it for something that is good. And so I want to say to you, if the bacteria can do that, you also can do that. You can use whatever is at your disposal. That which people say you can't use it is just but one. I want you to know that you can use that and be productive. Hallelujah. You can use that and bring increase. You can use that and make a change and make a difference. Because God wants us to make a difference. You must flourish. And to flourish, learn to use the resources that you have in your hands. Use that which is in your hands. Number two. Number two is the concept of work. The responsibility of flourishing means we must work. It means we must put our hands to the plow. It means we must get ourselves busy. And we must get ourselves busy with the right things. So the Bible says in verse 16 that he who had received the five talents at once he went out and began to work. At once, he began to, he went out and began to trade so that he could gain more. At once, he went out and traded. He went out and worked. He went out and where God wants us to put work into the things we do. We must not be lazy. Remember when the master came back and he heard the other servant and said, you know what, I just dug a hole, put this and hid it. And here it is, it says, you wicked and lazy. Wicked and lazy. One day I shall talk to you about procrastination. Because flourishing is in a time and you must not miss your time. But I will talk about that on another day. But today I want you to understand that the concept of work means that you begin to do that which must be done. Once you understand that I must work, work. Once you've made your plan, get to work tell your neighbor get to work we have got so many people that make plans but those plans remain good plans in good books good folders you even put a picture on the folder 
In the olden days, you went and bought a file. And then you covered it. And you put a nice picture. You cut it out of a magazine. And said, this is my plan book. And you put it there. And a lot of stuff is in those plan books. But it's not been done. Why? Because people have not worked. Plans happen with work. They need work. It's not good enough to just make a plan. It's not good enough to think it. I was thinking I would do this. It's not good enough. It's what you do after you have thought. It's what you do after you have planned. I know some of you have already planned to the very last moment of this year. But you know what? You've got to start putting the planning into action. Put actions. Put actions. The servant went out immediately and began to trade. He began to do that which must be done with the 5,000 euros he had been given. He began to do that which must be done with the talents he had been given. You need to begin to do that which must be done. Hallelujah. Isaac, in the time of famine, the Bible says he sowed. He took seed and went out to the fields and began to plow those fields, prepared the fields, took the seed, began to spray the seed in there and went out and began to dig wells. He dug wells, collected the water, came in and began to put the water on top of the seed and put some water also for his animals. And you know what? In the midst of the farmer, the Bible says Isaac reaped a hundredfold. But he had to work. Without work, there can be no reaping. The master understood it. That's why he said to the servants, you are wicked and lazy. If you didn't know how to trade, you could have gone with the money and given it to somebody who knows how to trade. Ah, just, 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 I don't need to tell you one day about the power of association. If you can't trade, find somebody who can trade. If you can't dig, find somebody who can dig. But whatever you do, you must work. So I'm not good at taking videos. So I've got, I've got this guy taking videos. See how he follows me. <laughs> I, 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 I've found people that are able to do stuff. I was recruiting the other day. And so I was looking, what are the things that I don't like to do? Or that I'm not so good at? And one of the things that I'm not so good at is filing things and putting things in an order. So in the interview, I was asking, are you good at filing? If you're not good at filing, I don't need you. <laughs> be bright, be brilliant, but also be good at filing. And so I got one lady who says, I'm very organized. And I said, yes, you get the job. <laughs> and you know what? When she came in, she started changing. She looked at all these phones and says, Fry, how do you survive in these folders? And says, this is why I brought you in. <laughs> so that you can help me out of these folders. And so she started organizing, changing this one, changing this one, changing this one. And my life got easier because I need to work. And I need somebody who can help me to achieve the work that I must achieve. And while I'm achieving my work, she's achieving her work by filing and ordering and putting everything. So if you can't file, find somebody who can. If you don't know statistics, find somebody who does. But whatever you do, you must work. And not only must we, not only must we, must we look at what are we not good at, but also what are we good at so that we can complement those that need us. 
Ah, come on, people. Fine, my brother is not good at that. So I go in there. I step in. You know what? I'm very good at just giving directions on a helicopter view. That's what I'm good at. I'm good at seeing the bigger picture. I don't, I'm not good at details. But you know what? We need somebody with details to be able to get there. So I've got people that I stand there and say, look what? The bigger picture says this. So, ah, okay, then they deal with the details. Whatever we do, we must work. So my work is to see that bigger picture and let the people that need to deal with the details deal with the details. <laughs> when Herbert sends me the report, I just tend to see, is it 5,000 or 4,000? Do you know what he sees in his financial reports? He sees 4,999. He needs to see that. So when I ask him, I don't ask him about the one cent. I ask him, why is it not 5,000? And when he's dealt with the cents and everything else, we are able to say we have done our work and our report goes in on time. He's also good in the Jesus. Pastor, I still have not sent in the report where it's supposed to land. That's a detail he takes care of. So we work together. But what must happen was work must be done. And so I want you, church, to understand that, you know, all the stuff we are talking about, flourishing, it needs work. It's not just going to happen by the fact that we have prayed. Amen. Uh, and this is where I love Pentecostals. We are very good at praying. We will walk here. You must work. After the prayer, go and work. You don't flourish by just spending the time, all the time in prayer. No, you pray and you work. Amen. After we have fasted, 40 days of fasting, you don't go and start eating. You start working. <laughs> Did you hear what I said, church? I don't want Pentecostals that are just, you know, some wishy-washy, floppy people out there. All we do is say, ah, yes, it will happen. It's in the Holy Ghost. Ra, ba, 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 ba. Yes, in the Holy Ghost, but the Holy Ghost can help you to work. Jesus says, I must do the work of my father while it is day. I must work. John chapter 9 verse 4, I must work. Didn't Jesus have the Holy Spirit? He had the Holy Spirit. When people say, ah, oh God, it's so beautiful here. You know, while he was on the Mount of Transfiguration with Peter, James, and John. And Peter said, ah, it's so good here. Jesus says, yes, it's good, but we must go down the mountain. Because there's work to do. There's work to do. When they were in, a, in, in one city and the disciples would say, ah, it's so good here. You know, we see demons and all these things happening. Jesus says, yes, it's beautiful. It's great. But you know what? We must go to the next city because I must go and work there. I'm still working. And we must also work as the children of God. Work. To flourish needs work. There is no flourishing if you don't work. I have told you a statement which I hope gradually you are beginning to understand. And I told you the blessing is as much work as the sowing. You see, sometimes you actually think, oh God, why did you give me this blessing? 
because you suddenly realize that you must put more work than you did when you were trying to get the blessing. <laughs> and why? Because the Bible says, <laughs> to whom much is given. So number two was work while it is day, put first things first. That's what the, uh, that's what the amplified version says in John chapter 9. Verse 4, he says, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day because the night will come when no man can work. And I want to tell you the night will come. How did the night come? It came on the day the master returned. The master returned and, I, and said to the servants, please come, 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 come. Bring forward what you did. Come and talk to me. I've been away for a long time and I want to say to somebody, you know, the night is different for each and every one of us. And so you must not miss your season to flourish because you are looking at my day. Because your day is different from mine. So make sure you understand the timing and the context that God has given for you. The Bible says the master came back after a long time. I'm sure this other guy could have said, ah, the master has gone for a long time. Maybe by the time he comes, he may have forgotten about this. So let me just keep it there. Thank God he remembered where he had hid it. So the master comes back and, and one day is going to come. My wife was saying there is a day. You know, and there is a day for reckoning. And on the day of reckoning, you're either going to get more or you're going to get but I pray, I pray, I, I love you so much, I pray you get more. Do you want more? We always want more. <laughs> more is better. But I hope you want more not just to consume, but because you want to produce. <laughs> Let the man come and sit with his wife. Proverbs 24 verse 27 says, prepare thy work without. Make it fit for thyself in the field. And afterwards, build thy house. Do you have, do you, do you have the amplified on this one? <laughs> what starts there? It's the work. And then afterwards, the house. Many of us are trying to establish a home without the work. Put first things first. Prepare thy work. Make sure that you've put in work so that after you've gone into your house, when you come out, you know there's going to be more. Ah, you're not getting me. Prepare the field. And then afterwards, go and build a house. Don't get married when you have no work. I didn't say a job, I said work. Because work is different from a job. <laughs> Don't get married to somebody who has a job. Get somebody to married to somebody who has work. You heard what I'm saying?
Ernest. <laughs> and where is the big brother? You need to be able to understand there's a difference between a job and work. Work talks about vision and purpose and, and direction. Work talks about things that go beyond an employment. Let me leave that for another day. I hope I'll get invited to speak to the youth one day. Did you hear what I said, church? Prepare your work outside. Set your field right. And then after you've set everything ready in the field, afterwards build your house and establish your home. We must be people that are working. Jesus calls us to work. He calls us to bear fruit. He calls us to produce. So be somebody who is producing and producing is work. And then afterwards you can bring it into your home. Number three, the flourishing has the responsibility on, 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 on the things that you are given. And so to whom much is given, much more will be expected of you. And here, I just want us to see verse 21. says, the master says, well done, you upright, honorable, admirable, faithful servant. I would love to have those kind of, 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 of descriptives over me. Honorable, faithful, admirable. Who doesn't want to be known as admirable? See, work makes you admirable. The things you do, the labor you put in makes you admirable. And so he says you have been faithful and trustworthy over little. You shall now have more. If we can be faithful with the little, we will be entrusted with more. If you are going to flourish with little, you will flourish with big things. You see, if you can't pay your tithes on 10 euro, don't expect to pay it on 100. If you can't be faithful with the small monies, you will never be faithful with the big monies. You know, when I, wrote, when I understood the scripture, it was in 1997. I was going into university and I understood the scripture and I was being given a stipend at university and I said, God, I'm going to tithe on this stipend because I need to get more eventually. So this one is small. So I tithed and, and I was tithing. My parents would say, are you sure of what you're doing? I said, I'm sure of what I'm doing. Mom, dad, don't worry. I will not come and ask you for any extra money than you have planned to give me. But I'm going to give this to the Lord. And you know what? Mom, dad still gave me extra money. Not because I asked, but because they were just sitting in their home one day and thought, let's just send him some money. Let's just send him some money. And so you know that, you know, if you can be faithful with the little, you will be entrusted with even more. I was faithful living in my brother's house, helping out, helping out. He had a small cottage in the outside of his, of his farm. And then one day I just said to my brother, would you mind me living in your cottage? And says, well, it's too dirty there. And said, it's okay. I've been clean in the house. I can be clean in the cottage. Says, take it. Now, after I left, his sons all wanted to move out of the main house to go and live in that small cottage. Because faithful in little, you can be entrusted with much. So be faithful 
with the little. Don't say, ah, it's too little, I use it anyhow. No! Use it in faithfulness. Whatever task, whatever assignment. If God has said, follow up one person, follow them up faithfully. If God has said, preach to this person, don't say, ah, but this person. Why didn't God ask me to preach to that other good-looking brother? No, preach to that bad-looking brother. Be there for that one person. You know, I, right now I sometimes laugh when I enter into a church and people are running, Pastor, let, help, let me help you carry your Bible. Say, you know, I can carry my own Bible. But you know what? You know what? I was, I was in the ushering team, <laughs> joined the ushering team, and, and this, 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 this ush, head usher would come over to me and say, today we've got a lot of street kids in church. You see, one of the things we used to do in the church was we would go out and bring in a lot of kids from the street. And so the street kids are dirty. They are smelling. And sometimes right in the, in the church, you start to smell this glue smelling all over the place. You know glue? And you know what they were doing? They had these little bottles of glue in their pockets. So you would bring them into the church because you want them to hear the gospel. We are trying to rehabilitate these kids from the street. And right there, I've come to church wearing a suit and a tie. I used to wear a tie a lot those days. And you're looking smart, hoping that some sister might see you in your nice suit. <laughs> and what does the head usher do? The head usher says, today, Farai, you're going to deal with all the street kids. You look at yourself and you look at those street kids. You look at yourself and you look at those street kids. And you know, these kids are dirty. They are smelling. But then the scripture hits you if you can be faithful in the little. You'll be entrusted with much more. So I would look after them. Stay with them. They would run to the toilet because they want to go and sniff and put things into their noses. You are in the toilet with them and... Dirty stuff, and you put them there, you clean them, you wash them, you bring them back, you sit them down in the church, and they're constantly looking at you. When's this guy gonna leave us alone? And you spend two hours with these kids. And afterwards, some of them would get born again, some of them would leave the streets. But you know what? Some of them just couldn't change, they didn't care because afterwards they got the food you wanted to give them because they've been obedient by staying in church, and they went back to the street to drink. But you know what? Faithful in the little things. One day the head usher said, from now on, you're going to be the one that receives the guest ministers. So, you know, from dealing with the dirty children to dealing with the big men wearing suits. And the power of association, sometimes I'm not surprised I ended up a pastor because you'd be waiting for them at the door. You help them to carry what they should carry. You bring them up to the front seat. So from the back, because the street kids, we often kept them at the back. Otherwise, they would make a lot of noise at the front. Suddenly, you don't sit at the back anymore. There was a special chair for the usher who's ushering the man of God. <laughs> Why am I being entrusted with much more? And I can tell you some of those men of God, you had to be careful because the anointing, the anointing, if they dare say a word, you might fall under the anointing trying to grab their bag. If you were misbehaving, they would just say, in the name of Jesus, some of those people you would... But why do you get lifted? That is because you've been faithful in the little. And today also, here I am. 
Can you be faithful with the little that you have? Flourishing needs people who are faithful with the substance that God has put in our hands. To flourish means we're going to handle carefully that which God has given us. God has given you a one room in Bonsa State. Make sure it's clean. Keep it clean. Open the windows and let some fresh air in every morning. So that the day you leave, somebody who comes in says, ah, this room is blessed. So that when the caretaker comes, he doesn't get a heart attack to say, is a human being living in here? Be faithful with the little and God will give you your own. Why should God give you a bigger house if you can't deal with one room? Why should you get a better bicycle if you can't deal with the one you have? Be faithful with the things you have. If you've got one jacket, keep it clean. I want you to understand, I'm not talking about much. I'm talking about the things you have. Because we flourish from the place where we are. And God gives us the increase. And I want to end with this. In verse 29, it says, For to everyone who has will more be given, and he will be furnished richly so that he will have an abundance. I know when I talk about flourishing, the, may, the reason you, most of you are saying amen is because you are excited by the fact of abundance. Yes or no? You will flourish. Ah, now they don't want to say amen. You will prosper. You will be rich. Amen. I know the amens because prosperity and richness talk about abundance. We love abundance. We love to have more than enough so that we can throw it away. Uh, I know. It's, it's easier if you have enough to throw away than if you have to squeeze everything. Yes or no? Now speak to me, church. You, you're in church, you can't lie. It's better to have two loaves of bread than to have half and you have to feed six mouths. And most of the time, you can't actually feed six mouths with one loaf, but you better have two. How many of you end up with tomatoes that you have to throw away because they are rotten? Because you went to the market and the guy says, you can get an extra set for free. You can an extra six for free. You don't need the six, but it just feels better to buy an extra six than you go into Jumbo and they say two plus one. You don't need the extra one, but you still take. <laughs> and then after a week you say, ah, the bread is rotten now. Yeah, you didn't need it. But it's just easier to take abundance. I know. I know, sometimes I have those accidents too. I have to discipline myself to say it doesn't matter what the quoting is. If I don't need it, I don't need it. Let it rot in Albert High, not in my house. You heard what I said, church? It's better if it's in Albert High and they might give it to somebody who might eat it because you, you will throw it in the bin. But, but, but here is the thing. And but from the one who does not have, even that which he has will be taken away. And my heart shivers. Because what is it saying? It's saying if you don't use the stuff that you have, you will lose it. If you are not flourishing with the little that you have, you will even lose. If you don't sow in the famine, you will go even more hungry. 
It is better to sow in the famine and say I've suffered loss than to just be there and lose anyway. The other servant, the lazy servant, why was he wicked? He was wicked because he did nothing. Tell your neighbor because he did nothing. That's why he was wicked. He was wicked because he did nothing. He could have done something. It would have been much easier for him to say, Master, I tried and I lost. I tried, but it didn't work. But because he did nothing. Flourishing or the people that will flourish are people that will do something. All right, I'm, I'm happy I have somebody who's caught me. It's the people who will do something. It's the people who rise up and say, this is what I'm going to do. I need you to leave this place saying, I'm going to put my hands to something and I'm going to do it. With the little that I have, I'm going to put my hands on something and I'm going to do it. I need somebody who's going to rise up out of this house today and say, I'm going to put some work to it because God blesses the work of my hands. If there is no work, there is no God blesses the work of our Hands. God speaking to them in Deuteronomy 28, he says, he says, I am God who causes you to get wealth. But you know what? The way they were going to get wealth was that they needed to go and do something. They were not just going to get it by being there. They had to fight. <coughs> they had to go and sow and plant and take over the land and the nations where they needed to take over. And God was going to bless them as they did that. And God says, you know what, now I give you manna. But even though as I give you manna, in the morning you've got to pick the manna and eat it. He, I mean, God could have said, I'll just make your stomach satisfied. But because God wants us to understand that he's precept and his concept is that we must work and we must work along with him to be blessed and so in John chapter 15 he says if you abide in me and I abide in you stand with me church as we pray John chapter 15 verse, verse 2 says and any branch in me that does not bear fruit that stops bearing he cuts away trims away takes away and he cleanses and repeatedly prunes every branch that continues to bear fruit to make it bear more and richer and more excellent fruit we must bear fruit we will bear fruit and I will take, tell you in the, in in in, the, in my last sermon on flourishing, I will tell you about the areas where we must bear fruit, where we must flourish, because we, we, we need to know those areas. And, and I've talked in general terms, but I want you to understand the areas where we must flourish, and I need you to make a commitment for yourself in those areas at that moment. But today, I want you to have this understanding that in order for me to flourish, I must remain rooted and grounded in Christ. Jesus Christ is my connection to flourishing. He is the one who causes me to flourish. And the Bible says, if a person does not dwell in me, verse 6, he is thrown out like a broken off branch and withers. Such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire. They are burned. If you live in me, abide vitally united to me, and my words remain in you and continue to live in your hearts, ask whatever you will and it shall be done for you. When you bear or produce fruit, my Father is honored. When you bear or produce fruit, my Father is honored and glorified. And you show and prove yourself to be true followers of mine. 
the true followers of Jesus are people that produce fruit. And we will produce fruit. We will produce fruit in the form of people being saved, fruit in the people coming to the Lord. We will produce fruit in our labors, in our studies, in our work, wherever else that concerns our life. We will produce fruit. But the people that Jesus will say, these are bringing glory to me, are people that are not wicked, but people that work. And I want you to pray right now to say, Father, help me to produce fruit. Help me, Lord, to work. Help me, Lord, to use that which I have. Help me, Lord Jesus, to be resourceful with the things that I have. Help me, Father, to be faithful with the little that I have, to be faithful with whatever it is that you have placed in my hands. Just go ahead and begin to pray for yourself right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, oh God, thank you that God, to whom much is given, much more is expected. But Lord, above all, I pray that God, with the little that I have, help me, oh God, help me, Lord Jesus, Help me, Lord God. Help me, O oh Father, that I will produce with it. Help me that I will produce with it. Help me that I will produce with it. In the name of Jesus. Help me that I will produce with the things that I have in my hands. In the name of Jesus. Oh God, I pray that Lord Jesus, I will be fruitful. I will be fruitful in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. I want you to stand with somebody in pairs as much as possible. Stand in pairs and hold hands with somebody. And, and I need you to pray for that person and say, Father, let my brother, let my sister be fruitful. Let my brother, let my sister be fruitful. Let them be somebody who produces fruit in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, those that are those that are, that, are, that, are, that are new, just pray for whoever you came with, if you can. But just pray for that person and say, Father, let my brother, let my sister be fruitful. Let them flourish in the name of Jesus. I break the spirit of laziness and I break the spirit, oh God, of complacency. And I break fears of every kind. My God, things that make us hide our talents away. Things that make us, oh Lord, shy away from responsibility. And I pray that God, you will cause, almighty Father, Lord, my brother, my sister to blossom in the name of Jesus. This year, may they bear fruit. This year, oh God, may it be well with them. Pray for their health and declare health over them. May they be healthy. May they enjoy good health. May they enjoy peace. May they enjoy the joy of God this year in the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, I pray. Oh God, oh God, in the name of Jesus, I pray God that it will be well. Speak something good into the life of your brother, that it will be well with your lives. It will be well with your home. It will be well with your work, with your studies. They will make progress this year.
year they will make progress this year in the name of Jesus progress like no other year in the name of the Lord Jesus Jehovah my God I pray they will have progress in their relationships progress in their social life progress oh God in their spiritual lives my God I pray let them grow let them move from strength to strength from honor to honor from glory to glory in the name of the Lord Jesus I pray my Lord and my God that they will prepare their work without Lord and Father God they will make their fields fit for them Lord in the name of Jesus may they be like trees planted by the rivers of water that produces fruit O Lord in their season may their leaf always be green God, I pray, oh God. God, that will be a people that work, oh God. Give us the grace to produce. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, I pray that God, your people will be productive. And that, Father, Lord, the responsibility that we have of the things you have given to us. I pray that God, we will take it. And Father, you will bless that which we do. May the work of our hands be blessed in the name of Jesus. Father, thank you that you say that our labor will not be in vain. It will not be vain that we do. But Heavenly Father, we will reap, O oh God, out of the abundance of our work. Just as you say, O oh God, that the farmer who has labored should be the first to reap of the harvest. I pray that they will reap of that harvest in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. In the next time I stand here, I will talk to you about another concept of flourishing.